What's up, guys? This is RB3, and before we jump into today's episode talking about Adam McKay, we have a couple of very special announcements that we want to make. Uh, first of all, for our video side, for the people watched on YouTube, for the active YouTube listeners, we are no longer going to be on the Collider Podcast Network. We are no longer going to be on the Collider Podcast Network. We are going to be moving to our very own channel that Ace and I have started. It is called First Cut, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, Our next episode is going to be one of the first pieces of content that we put on this channel, and there's going to be a lot of other amazing shows that we are developing, so go ahead and subscribe to that. First Cut with Ace and RB3, the channel is just called First Cut, is going to be like the ESPN slash Undisputed of movies and we're going to have a lot of great content going up on there so and including the meaning of and that's why we're moving the meaning of to that channel secondly for our audio listeners our audio listeners i know right now we are on you we are on the schmoes no uh podcast feed uh on itunes mainly exclusively and on podcast one uh for right now we will no longer be on the schmoes no podcast network either we will be moving over to the Collider Factory. Um, again, Collider Factory, most of the Schmoes No fans are also fans of Collider. So this is going to be a pretty easy transition. But subscribe to Collider Factory on Podcast One and on iTunes. We will be hosted there. And I know they put out a lot of content on Collider Factory. Totally understand. That is why we are also creating our own separate feed on SoundCloud. That's right. We have our very own SoundCloud account. Go ahead and check that out. The links for the YouTube channel, Collider Factory, and SoundCloud are all going to be in the descriptions down below. Uh, the SoundCloud is going to be exciting. We have all of our backlog already uploaded, and that's where our episodes will continue to be as well. And it's a place that, look, if you don't want to, you know, if you want to filter through uh, a lot of our older, our, 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 a lot of our older shows, if I go through the YouTube or through the all the Shmoes No Feed, all of our shows are going to be right there on SoundCloud. Uh, and it's going to be great. I think I think you guys are going to really uh, enjoy that. So, yeah, check us out. YouTube, First Cut, that's our new channel. Podcast, Collider Factory on iTunes and Podcast One. And then The Meaning of Podcast on SoundCloud. The Meaning of Podcast on SoundCloud. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Adam McKay is a really fun director, and we have a lot to talk about with him. So, enjoy. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Meaning of the Podcast. I am Ace. This is RB3. And this is the podcast where we talk about your favorite directors and the deeper meaning within their films. We hope you had a very Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. This is the post-Christmas Meaning of episode. Last year, we did the Spielberg Spectacular. Yep. And this year, we are talking about the director of the hour, Adam McKay. Yes, sir. His film Vice, I believe, came out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, if not, then oops. Um, obviously, we don't know um, exactly how well Vice well, is doing as yeah. far as box okay, office-wise. so we wise. should be clear. This isn't filmed the day after Christmas. This is definitely filmed is the it? day after Christmas, I bro. I don't know, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no I'm kidding. Obviously, about. we have a holiday we wore, break. We should have actually wore a Santa Claus hat. Hey, we should have. We should have. Yeah. We should wear a Santa beard and everything. Right? I already got the, the beard. I just got to dye it white. Hey, man, you're saying Christmas is about Santa? It's not about Jesus. <laughs> Don't start with that shit, man. I'm like Fox News, man. Get off my back, bro. <laughs> hey, man. Someone's got to do it. Hey. Um, now, yes, guys, this is the 
day after Christmas episode, but we are not actually here on Christmas Day shooting an episode. Yeah. So obviously we haven't truly uh, <clears throat> kept up with everything. So if we're a little behind, sorry, yeah. we, we, uh, we can't be in the studio on on a holiday, yeah, but Jesus. if you're listening the day after Christmas, thank you. you should, in fact, y'all should be happy. Y'all should be happy that we put. Hey, out man, content. I was just thanking them for. Nah, man, fuck that. Y'all should be very happy that it's we Christmas, are man. Putting out extra content. Stop the cussing. Yeah, <laughs> no, they should be happy that um, we are putting out extra content. I, bro, I, that's what I always hear about holidays. Like, I yeah, love the holidays, man. Don't uh, you talk shit about I, Christmas, bro. I love bro. holidays too. Christmas but... is about Jesus. All right, all right. come on. I love the holidays, but okay. I hate the holidays because hey. there's never any good YouTube com content being put out. There's never any good videos. That's kind of true, man. There's never anything anything good That's coming true. out. That's true. So I just got to... Everyone takes a break. Yeah, everybody's on a break. Everybody acts like there's a real job. Yeah. And, you, know, you can't see the next Let's Play video. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. want to keep up with Minecraft, you can't see it. <laughs> My favorite Minecraft streamers no. are streaming. Yeah, so I, at least we got... I mean, we... Hey, man. Uh, I don't really follow any uh, streamers personally. I'm just kidding. Um, but I'd love to one day. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, you twitched for the first time. I, a few I weeks twitched ago, right? a few weeks ago. Hey, yeah, yeah. how's that? I'm still twitching. I'm twitching. Twitching. Um, <laughs> hey guys, welcome to my Twitch channel. Um, um, but either way, it's weird. What is that? What is Twitch? Know, it's no freaking idea. weird, man. Why yeah. do people do that? Why do you? Why are you judging me, RB3? I'm not judging you. <laughs> I'm just asking the question. Did you Twitch? Uh, I did Twitch, did you Twitch, man. On the Twitch. I had a Twitch Twitch out. I had a hey, Twitch. Were you playing Fortnite? Uh, no, I, I was playing uh, Fortnite. I don't play no Fortnite, bro. What's no Fortnite? Don't, don't, don't associate me with no Fortnite. Why? What's no Fortnite? I play. Uh, nah, man. Fortnite's not. I, I'm, I'm not about them Legos with guns, bro. Right. <laughs> Legos, Legos with guns. guns. Nah, bro. What I ain't about that. I'm playing the true game. <laughs> I'm playing Star Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> Let's how go. Really playing on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, how big is the audience for, for it? <laughs> it's like no one. <laughs> the game came out like two years ago, bro. <laughs> and I'm still playing it. Hey. Hey, they released Obi-Wan this last November. Um, <laughs> so DLC I'm playing with Obi-Wan Yeah, Jesus. DLC, they released Grievous and Obi-Wan They're gonna release Anakin and Dooku next Hey man, anyone who's on that battlefront I play Black Ops 4 mainly, to be honest uh, Black, Black Ops 4 is where I'm at uh, yeah. but, uh, Is that the one with the, uh, the free world With the open world? Yep, oh, yeah, really? that's Blackout Black, But it's uh, part of Black Ops 4 But yeah. Uh, so like I've been playing, yeah, I've been playing Call of Duty for years, man Like I, mm. I used to be like really good at it But now I suck So yeah. if you see my stream, I'm sorry But <laughs> either way, I try So did I'm not a cute streaming girl so did you did you try the open open uh world thing the uh the blackout yeah blackout. Almost, um, nah. no nah. no okay. i'm just not so. good at it man I, it's it's for me it's boring you know what's boring playing a video game that you suck at that's boring. <laughs> yeah but if you don't play it you're not gonna not suck at yeah, it. yeah but if you play it like 50 times and you still suck at it mm, <laughs> that's a sign from god uh, that you should be celebrating the birth of jesus no, play. Uh, <laughs> i go back go. to the christmas uh, either way, guys, uh, this week we are going to be tackling Adam McKay. Uh, Vice is a movie that a lot of people have been anticipating. Yeah. Uh, so far, we don't have true box office numbers, but I'm sure it's going to be doing a pretty good amount. Either way, it'll probably, it'll probably, it'll probably get award attention, which is kind of what it's going for. Will it? Yeah. I mean, it will. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it in the hat, man. I'm gonna put it in, so. in one of my son's hats because I got like five. I hope so. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna get something. It's gonna I, uh, get I I definitely think the fact that this movie is being 
like hasn't been shown anywhere is a little concerning. Um, at least to, true, to but some but if you're gonna go off the word of a few people who saw it, Mister Mister Scott Mann saw it and he said it was good. I saw it. Um, yeah. So did uh, who else saw it? Someone saw it. Perry saw it. She said she liked it. Just she liked it. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I'll, uh-huh. I'll trust their words. So, I mean, and by the time this episode comes out, everybody would have seen it. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, then again, you only had a day to see it if it came out Christmas Day. Yeah, you know? very true. Very true. Well, you never know, bro. Is it even like is it opening wide or is it going independent? That's a great wide question. Or? That's a great question. Oh. Um, let me let me pull up the. The Yikes. Actual. $60 million uh, budget, too, on this one. So uh, That is pricey. Yeah, nationwide. Nationwide, nationwide. December 25th. Aye. So yesterday, if you didn't see the movie, you're behind today, guys. Either way, guys, let's get right into it, into Adam McKay. The reason why we're doing this, obviously, is because of Vice, starring Christian Bale and... Amy Adams. Amy Adams. And uh, what's the other homie's name? Uh, the guy who plays Bush. Um they should have a Josh Brolin reprise his role. A. A. <laughs> um, 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 Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Sam freaking Rockwell. Re- recent recent playing Oscar winner. The W. A. George W. Bush. Perfect casting. Yeah. I mean, just a couple weeks ago, we lost Papa Bush, man. Uh, oh. A couple yeah. weeks ago. Papa yeah. Bush. Bro, why didn't you tweet anything, bro? Why didn't they see no tweet? Do you think I'm going to? Yeah. No, man, I'm not going <laughs> to. We also lost a lot of uh, people in war, too. So, hey, you know what I mean? like, hey, hey, don't start with that should, shit. Hey, I mean, That's not what this movie's about. No, hey. this probably is what it's about. <laughs> Dick Cheney really running the, running the show. Yeah, uh, that, that that trailer to me is still one of the best trailers I've seen. Great trailer, year. yeah. Absolutely. Such a good trailer, man. I, I, when, I saw, when I saw Creed with my family over Thanksgiving and we saw that trailer, my family and I were like, yo, that movie looks dope. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, um, yeah again, that is one of the best trailers. I'm so curious to see. Hey, look, this is such a, it's an interesting, uh, whoa, why don't you look at oh, that? Is this an I got a little hot take. Hot take. I'm showing RB3 my computer for the uh, viewers that don't, uh, that don't, uh, don't see what's going on because uh, you guys don't watch oh, on YouTube. Oh, fucking Tyler Perry's No, 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 no. Oh, Más uh, bajito, güey. Oh goddamn! Um, um, oh, uh, li- uh, Lily, Lily. No, keep going, keep going. Uh, Tiffany, looking... Tiffany Smith. Tiffany, is Tiffany Smith, Smith is in this movie? movie. Hey, wait a minute, is that true? Shout out oh, to my girl shit. Tiffany Smith, CIA agent. Uh, she's playing a CIA agent. That's in a the big movie. part. Go watch the movie just to support Tiffany Smith, man. Hey, you never damn, know. Damn, I didn't know she was. She's in this. high up that IMDb though. Yeah. So you never know. We'll see how big her role is. But either way, that's a that's a hey, huge big that's a huge yeah, get, bro. That could be a best picture. Now that's a right huge there. get. You just said it wasn't gonna get anything. Uh, I don't know. I haven't hey. seen it. <laughs> hey, hey now you change your tune, bro. She still, she don't, she don't follow me back on that, but it's cool. It's cool. Hey, it's cool. She it's don't cool. follow you back for real. No, no, no. You never hanged out with Tiffany. We've probably only. I've never. I wasn't what? here when. I wasn't here when she was. Oh, like, we went like freaking to the club. We went clubbing. You didn't uh, go with us that no, one I time. Clubbing, but I did. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'll play with you, bro. I pro- probably in total, I've probably seen her like twice. Okay, honestly, like twice. I remember total. when you first met her, man. That was yeah, a funny... I was a big fan. Yeah, that yeah. was. I think that was my first day here. I worked with her before I came to uh, the Schmoes. When I first moved to LA, I met her like my second day in LA. Mm. Uh, and then when I saw, her, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, Stephanie. She I was at my work. Yo, I can't believe I went from fucking being disgusted whoa, by Tyler whoa. Perry to being uh, enamored by the fact that Tiffany Smith is. Yeah, there you go. There That's you awesome. Go. Big I salute. was gonna say, stop it, man. It's the day after Christmas. No, no, you no. Stop it with them words, bro. No, I uh, uh, big salute to Tiffany. There um, you go, man. Yeah, big big ups. Hey, Tyler Perry was also in uh, what was that movie? Gone Girl. Um, yeah, yeah, he was you're on right. Gone Girl, man. Yeah. Come on. I mean, he just he played a part. 
There you go. Um, maybe he'll maybe being on set with these great directors will teach him a thing or two. Ooh, it's not shot. a shot. It's not a shot. It's not that's a not shot. a shot. That's a, a shot. that's a nuclear bomb, bro. That's beyond a shot. That, hey man, that's a that's not a shot. I mean, that's just, a that's a nuke right I'm just there, saying, bro. Like everything's a learning experience. Hey man, come on now. You got to stop that. <laughs> Either way, guys, Adam McKay has been a director known for his comedy, yeah. known for his quirkiness, and now he's been getting more into award-worthy films. Obviously, the the Big Short is an example of that. Yeah. And now Great we're film. seeing it with Vice. Um this these are the type of movies that have balanced the genre of drama and comedy and serious subjects in order to make a very successful award movie. Obviously, The Big Short is an example of that. I will also be talking about Succession quite a bit because that's a show that I loved this year. It was probably one of my favorite shows of the year, if not in my top three shows of the year, I believe, mm, if not my top one, to be honest. Yeah, um, that show's so freaking good. Um, and it is one of those type shows. And it reminds me a lot. If you like The Big Short, you will like Succession. Obviously, you saw a few episodes of it. so Yeah, first episodes. Um, Dude, keep keep trying, keep, keep going. Trying. No, keep I mean, yeah, I didn't like get back I didn't, on that I train. didn't stop because because the pilot didn't get me to be honest. Yeah, I the, mean, the pilot, I was like, that's all right. It was kind of, mm, it was all right. I'll, I'll watch the second one just because it didn't. I didn't really get into it until like the third episode. The episode, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't like, I didn't stop watching it because I thought it was bad. I just like didn't, didn't keep. I up. lost, I lost. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah I, just I feel you. Thing, but. but either way, guys, we're gonna be talking about Adam McKay, how he got his start, his movies, his direction, and where he is now. But first, we begin. Where it all began, and that is 2000 through 2001. He was on a little show called SNL, mm, Saturday mm. Night Live. Specifically, as a director, he directed these episodes, starting with the Alan Cumming Jennifer Lopez 2000 episode. He did Joshua Jackson. Well, they're and, just and the digital Sync. shorts. These right? are the digital shorts. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys, to clarify. He did the Tobey Maguire Cisco. <laughs> he did Dana Carvey and the Wallflowers. He did Charlie Sheen and Nelly Furtado. Holy crap. Uh, Julia Stiles and Aerosmith and Pierce Bronson and Destiny's Child. Mm. There's a combination. Talk about Mamma Mia. Pierce Bronson time. and Destiny's Child. Damn. Have you seen any of these digital shorts, RB3? Uh, I probably haven't, honestly. Um, um, are you not an SNL fan, bro? Not like SNL. I just, mm. these were before I started watching mm. it. Did so. you see this past weekend's SNL, though? I and seen by this past weekend's, I mean the past past weekend's because it's uh, Christmas no. time? I haven't, I haven't. Come no. on, bro. Um, you didn't see the Claire Foy one? No, I didn't. Know. With my with my queen, that's Claire Foy? That's the homegirl. Is she having an American accent in that, too? Or? <laughs> <laughs> she talks about it. She, well, no, she doesn't talk. No, she talked about it in a variety interview oh, where she talked about like doing the American accent. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, RB3's got some hot thoughts. Nah, I mean, that's not a hot take. I mean, Come she's on, man. The, the greatest of jobs. But. That was so funny, dude, when you said that. And when it <laughs> slipped out in, in First Man. Yeah. Did it slip out or was that just. <laughs> that's just how it ears? was the entire time. Were those our ears? Nah, the that's whole how time? she talked the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, she can hold it. I mean, no, no offense to her, but. She's pretty British, though. Yeah, there's lie. a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people can't hold accents, bro. Like, to be honest, though, like, out of all the British people, I forgive her the most. <laughs> yeah, I forgive her because she's extra British. Like, Tom Holland is really British. Yeah. Andrew Garfield's pretty British. Henry Cavill's pretty British. Yeah, Andrew Garfield, you wouldn't be able to tell. Andrew Garfield yeah. is a chameleon. Yeah. That's one of the best working actors right now, and he's got no attention and no credit. Yeah. I love that guy. Silence. And he also did a movie with uh, Silence. Oh, my God. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, give that guy some awards. Mm -hmm. Come on. 
He did Breathe with Claire Foy. Did you see Breathe? I haven't seen that one, no. Jesus, man. Come on. <laughs> but either way, is that I an Eric Claire Foy, Foy movie? How many Claire Foy movies is there that came out this year, man? Uh, Jesus Christ. Breathe came out last year, 2017. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. um, and it's uh, Girl in the Spider's Web, which I actually yeah. liked. What? Yeah. No. It might. It, we're going to do a top 10 later on. So. Oh, wait. Assassin. Oh, oh, damn, man. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to be in my top 10, but it, it might. You never know. Interesting. Uh, this year was kind of kind of bizarre, kind of disappointing for me. So you never know what average movies are going to be in my top 10. It's going to pick up. It's going to pick up. <laughs> Either way, uh, SNL is where a lot of people get their start. Um, obviously, a lot of actors gotten their start on SNL. A lot of comedians go into SNL and kind of get their hand in acting. But Adam McKay is a director who got their hand in <clears throat> directing some episodes in digital shorts. And that is a really big staple because to me, SNL is still the grand staple of mainstream comedy. That is the the the, the big daddy of mainstream comedy, in my opinion. I don't know if you have, a, have another opinion on that. I don't know if yeah, you've been following yeah. SNL or if you have a, an opinion on the staple that it has within our culture. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely uh, the longest running uh, syndicated uh, com- you know, sketch or whatever. Uh, and there's a reason why uh, they match stay pretty relevant with stuff. So. Yep. I mean, I, I always, I've always, I like SNL a lot. I mean, I, I try to watch when there's usually like a celebrity or musical act that like. Uh, you I didn't, you missed uh, Travis Scott when he was on, right? Yeah, well, I saw it after. Yeah, okay. I saw it after after that. Well, I forgot who was hosting with him. Uh, um, I forgot too. There's some. It was the chick from uh, from Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, um, I, oh, I, that's right, Aquafina. Aquafina, that's yeah. right, Aquafina. Yeah, I I remember because he did uh he did my favorite track on the album. My favorite track on the album, Hot Take, coming from Ace in oh, 3, 2, 1. Boom. Astro Thunder is my favorite Astro track. Thunder. Oh, that's a great song. That song is fire. That's an amazing song. That yeah. song is That beat, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, Thundercat uh, killed it. Uh, Thunder I love Cat. it. I love yeah. it. Um, either way, his first territorial debut starts with the movie that created it all, and that is Will Ferrell in Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, Mr. San Diego himself, (laughs) RB3, this movie broke barriers, it broke down walls. (laughs) I don't know if it did. Actually, it was a pretty big deal. It was a pretty big deal, man. Teenagers, uh, young adults, young people, like old people, they really like this movie, man. I don't know what it is. You tell me, RB3, what is it about this movie with this enormous cast that it has? I mean, Paul Rudd, Steve Carell, uh, Christina Applegate. They weren't known back then. Yeah, they weren't that big back then. I mean, obviously, they were still known, but not not that big. Fred Armisen, Seth Rogen is in this. Um, This is just a stacked cast and just a movie that really did extremely well. What is it, RB3, that that made so many audiences, audience members, connect to this movie? Um, I think a large part of it is the spoof on the news genre. I mm. think a lot of people connect to the whole idea of. Uh, but you think it's more news or more local news? Local news. Well, we'll get to part two, and I'll I'll, I'll start. You know, we could talk about like the national news level that okay. the second one kind of explores. But the first one, the first one's local news and the kind of ridiculousness. Around the celebrity around that we put around newscasters, I think is ridiculous. Mm. Um, <laughs> just because, like, yeah, of course we watch them every day, but like, they're just probably they, they probably get paid less than you'd imagine, and they, you know, they probably don't even write their own stories to some extent, you know. So it's just like they don't, to yeah, be honest. yeah, yeah. So it's just I like, know because I've <laughs> I've done it. I've yeah, written. You written. You written. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's I mean, that's how it is. I mean, nothing wrong with that system. I also think. I mean, I think to some extent, I I have a personal disdain towards 
uh, network news. Mm. Um, largely, largely because my mom never stops watching network news. Like oh, she watches really? that shit non. Interesting Stop. that you, yeah. you don't like it becomes your because your mom watches that, it, and not that you like it because your mom watches no, it. No, no, I don't like it. And then, well, also, just on a deeper level, like, what I started observing, like, as I got older is that they cover a lot of the same stories, car crashes, like, uh, stuff involving people of color, uh, but don't really cover any, like, white-collar crimes, don't cover anything. They, they have a very particular set of crimes it's that they cover. It's more scare tactics. Scor- exactly, fear tactics. And, and... That's why I love Nightcrawler because it addresses all of that. Uh, some, I think there's even if a line. If it bleeds, in, it leads. Yeah, if it bleeds, it leaves. And then there's even a line in there where she's like, "It got to be a car crash or something or Compton or something." And she said, "She says that line. I'm like, damn, like that really is 100 percent accurate." So, yeah. um, that's that to me. That that always has turned me off of network news personally. Yeah. Uh, but it is also something that affects everybody because it, literally everybody, in, at least in uh, one area or one county, all consumes the same news. Um, so it's like everybody rela- relates to uh, having that that one person, you know, yeah. having that one, and not one person to say it because there's multiple local news stations, but having that, that connection to, to, to the TV and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, on, on a side note, obviously the movie is successful because it's funny. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's, a lot, course, of, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of great moments that have a lot of comedy. It's in hilarious, it. yeah. And, and, and I think it's it, a lot of it has to do with the char- caric- caricatures that uh, Will Ferrell creates. Yeah. Because the guy is, the guy is a ridiculous amalgamation of like – uh, male superiority and and male toxicity and right. and like and it takes place in the seventies. The seventies. So like, that's that's what was expected. That's back what then. was. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Man. So so it's kind of that that I, I don't know everything. I'm going to be talking about it a lot. I mean, yeah. obviously we just started, and yeah. I don't want to get into like Talladega Nights and and all these yeah. other movies. But I, I'm going to have to start it. Is like the idea that these Will Ferrell characters are kind of like obviously a parody of, of this time period or of this type of person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, does it make these types of people kind of like endearing or kind of like someone you kind of root for? Because it, like the Ricky Bobby character, like at the end of the day, as much as you laugh at them, you kind of find some sort of endearment with people like Ron Burgundy, as, as crazy and as ridiculous and as insane and psychotic as they are. You realize it's a comedy movie and you realize that it's over the top. But at the same time, is it creating some sort of like acceptance or endearment towards these kind of truly in, in reality psychotic type characters? Um, I mean, I guess. But I mean, that's what comedy is, though. I mean, it is. It is. But at the same time, you don't, you don't think that's a danger. You don't think it's danger to normalize these types well, of char- I mean, these types of actions that he does in the movie. Well, I mean, like. Well, no, it's not good to normalize it, but I don't think it's normalizing. I think it's okay. clearly making fun of it this is kind making of fun of it. Yeah. But I'm saying at the end of the day, as much as you make fun of him, though, you still kind of, you know. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, it just. I mean, you have to have a human character to connect to in a story. That's what I'm saying. Um, and he's also this character is also a line of comedy. So it's like, it's, it's, it's like yes, but also at the same time, I don't think. Like for me, I don't think. Uh, 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 I don't think having a if if if, if somebody reads a book. That's from the first person point of view of a killer. Uh, I don't think that like the author should be responsible if somebody reads their book and becomes a serial killer. You know what I mean? Like just because like he there is you you you're, you're literally being put in the eyes of like sure. something like that. So I don't think kind uh, of. Yeah. But at the same time, if I find endearment in the killer and I'm just like, man, you know what? He's just a misunderstood guy. You don't think that's a dangerous perspective to take? 
No, I don't. Well, I don't think because I do. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't. Obviously, that's a different case. Yeah, I mean, that's that's different. I mean, but because I'm very black and white, that's just. I mean, I I was a guy who said shoot Michael Myers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just shoot him. I mean, you have to. The movie's over. At that point, yeah. But everyone's like, no, Michael Myers is just misunderstood. And I'm like, bro, this guy takes people's teeth out for fun. Well, shoot him. I mean, it just it depends on where the where the line is for you. I mean, for me, like, I'm not I'm not like as black and white. Like, I think like whatever, like like. I'm gonna judge a person based on what I think of them sure. personally, you know. Um, so then, um, so for for somebody like 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 Will Ferrell's character in this movie, like it's funny and like I'm gonna laugh at him, but I'm not gonna say like he's a, a good dude or I okay. would, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, you know, to some extent, uh, at the same time, you could look at something like uh, the the um, Dumb and Dumber. Like mm-hmm. you look at something like Dumb and Dumber. Like, are we gonna? Um, you know, for, for like, we, are we going to promote that? Is that is that promoting a certain type of behavior, or is it promoting some sort of like stupidity level of stupidity that people live up to to some extent? You're like, asking the wrong guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you were asking a normal dude, he'd be like, Nah, man. But you're asking me, bro. <laughs> I was the one who went at you for illumination entertainment. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hate movies that promote stupidity, bro. <laughs> so you don't like this movie? I, I, I see, but this is different though because I yeah. think this is well done it's it's you know who said it best and i and i know i didn't want to do it but i have to do it patrick h williams bro have you seen his video on adam mckay he talks about he calls it smart dumb comedy Mm. that's the exact line he uses and that's the name of the title of his video that's called smart dumb comedy adam mckay's comedy yeah it's smart dumb comedy it'll be in the the description it's there you go it's dumb but it's well it's just it's really well written, and I think there is a difference there, right there. Yeah. And especially a lot of it too is like Will Ferrell's improv in this movie is just yeah. really spot on, and it's really, really well done. Yeah. And I I don't I don't want to credit Adam McKay for kind of bringing in the whole improv element because it's way before his time, mm. but he kind of he kind of resparked it well, a little bit. It was bit. him and him and Jad Apatow. And Jad then, Apatow, uh, yeah. And J- Jad Apatow is a producer on this movie. Um, as well, and um, and you know, we kind of when me and uh, my boy Cade was here talking about John Apatow, you're your boy, bro. I know you're my boy too, bro. Um, we're all boys. Um, yeah, he uh, uh, we we had kind of you know like skipped over uh, uh, Anchorman because like it's more of an Adam McKay film than anything, but um, it's just yeah, I mean, the, it, it all kind of comes in that same ilk, and it's all during the time where Will Ferrell, I'm uh, not Will Ferrell, I'm sorry, uh, Steve Carell was. Just doing Forty Year Old Virgin, same year, two thousand four. That's right. Um, it's the same, and Paul Rudd and and and, and Seth Rogen were in that. Um, that's another iconic, iconic comedy modern film. I don't mm-hmm. know what to call it, but that. That's yeah, what I'll yeah, call yeah, it. yeah. Modern classic. Modern, modern comedy classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. And so I think Anchorman and uh, Forty Year Old Virgin kind of, kind of are a good. Not good. I mean, not companion pieces per se, because they don't really mesh like on plot level. But I mean, on on the sense of like the broad comedy, the kind of shift in direction that comedy took as a result of 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 these comedy that went mainstream. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because this type of comedy was around, but just not as mainstream. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, I still think Anchorman is hilarious. I think there's just like too many good jokes in there. Yeah, Um, absolutely. What's your favorite moment in this movie? Um. I, I mean I always love uh, both in this one and the second one when uh, like the whole street the street alley fight like <laughs> it's the best <laughs> yeah. it's the best dude yeah it's just hilarious it's so good <laughs> obviously that's probably the most iconic part of the movie yeah so it's kind of a cop out to pick it but I'm gonna pick it anyways yeah, man it's so it. good yeah I mean everybody picks that I'm also love the uh, what was the whole line about the cologne bo- or the cologne like 
they are only fifty uh, percent. Oh yeah, yeah. Of the time or something like that. Yeah, I, for, I forget the. I forget the exact line. line. Yeah, ah, so many. It's, it's a lot of good quotables in it too. That's what really. Uh, that's what really makes it amazing. Following Anchorman, um, he did a another movie that has become pretty iconic, and that is. Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. And this is one that he did with, uh, what's his face, from, uh, oh, come on, uh, Ricky Ralph, homie. Um, uh, oh, uh, um, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm so bad at names, dude. Um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley, dude. Who don't want to be stepbrothers. Yeah, that's before. right. Dude, were you there Were you there for our, um, damn it, I'm, I already forget his name, too. Maybe it's just because I'm exhausted right now, but hold on, let me... What's the guy's name? Um, who played um, Ross? Who plays Ross in The Walking Dead? Remember Walking uh, Dead? Uh, Ross McQuan? Ross McQuan, is that his name? I think so. Um, uh, he was also yes, in Ross Infinity McQuan, War. Ross yeah. McQuan, Ross McQuan. Yeah, he's in Infinity War. Infinity War, yes. He plays Red Skull in Infinity War. Were you there when he when he, when he did it with Joel? Yeah, yeah, Were yeah. Were you there yeah. when he did John yeah. C. Riley and John yeah. C. Riley won? Mm-hmm. Bro, his John C. Riley. Spot on. Oh, dude. shout oh, out to Ross McQuan. He yeah. is a super nice guy. He's actually a friend of another friend of mine that worked with me. Uh, and he told me, he's like, bro, this guy is so cool. And now he's on The Walking Dead. Like, he told me that, like, years and years ago. Like, when mm-hmm. I first moved to L.A., he's like, oh, a good friend of mine just got on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And that was his, like, debut episode. Uh, and now the guy's a he's a talent man like if you've seen yeah. his impressions is like yeah, spot on yeah spot he has a whole one uh, with variety I think yeah his his yeah. Kevin Spacey obviously poor yeah. taste ooh mm-hmm. I said a bad word Kevin Spacey <laughs> we um, can talk about Kevin Spacey hey now. he who shall not be named yeah I was gonna say there's usually like a, a six month to a year period where we're, we're like true. not allowed to say the name but yeah I think we can say it now yeah Either way, his Kevin Spacey is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's yeah. really damn good. His, <laughs> his Ewan McGregor. Have you heard his Ewan McGregor? Yes, yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I just wanted to say all the Star Wars lines, bro. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love uh, Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, either way, uh, John C. Riley. His John C. Riley is great. But this movie, man, obviously it's not as well regarded as Anchorman is, but yeah. it's still a movie that that really, at least in my friend group, hit a lot of. <coughs> them and really got them to say quotable lines, shake and bake, John C. Riley, baby Jesus. Yeah. Like all this stuff that became pretty funny and pretty quotable. What do you think about this movie? Uh, I think it's a fun, fun movie. I mean, it, it's a clear commentary on the NASCAR phenomenon that happens in the U.S., which is actually the biggest that sport culture. in America. Oh, uh, dude, you have no idea how big that is. It's <laughs> so big. People love NASCAR, man. Yeah, so it's it's it's, it's funny. This is like uh, this is like the Rocky of of our uh, of our generation. Some Rocky, Ricky, get it? Um, mm. Okay, um, but the, it 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 does pin against uh, the French versus the American, the uh, the allies in in the heart, but the you know the the the, the rivalry in, in spirit, um, and I think that's interesting. Um, yeah, no, it's a good good film. I mean, I. I it was funny seeing Amy Adams be such a clown in this movie. I also think the opening scene has the opening scene is funny to me because if you watch, if you just take out the opening scene of that movie and put it like, if you just show somebody the opening movie, the scene is like, oh, this is a race car movie, they'll have no idea what the fucking <laughs> because it was it like the flashback to like the yeah yeah yeah. I don't know it's weird. Uh, I really, I really dig it though. It's a, it's a fun, fun, fun comedy. What do you think? What do you think he's saying about that section of the U.S. that enjoys this sport so much? I mean, he's kind of making fun of it. I feel you like, but I feel like all of you Hollywood think it's, it's, it's poor taste. Do you think it's, or you think people in, in, in that area actually like it? You think NASCAR fans that are really like this because there are people like this. Yeah. You think they enjoy this movie? Um, oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, that I know exactly zero people who like NASCAR. 
Like zero. None. <laughs> so I don't know. Like apparently it's the hey, biggest man, sport. Hey man, you didn't grow up in Texas. I didn't grow up in Texas. I didn't like grow up I in did. like Australia or Australia. Not, do I have it out there? Yeah, I guess. Don't uh, it's do not they? American. I guess it's not American. I was uh, gonna say. What, what's what's a big what's a big or Indianapolis right? Indy five hundred is that's, that what they call it? Yeah, but that's not Australia. Bro. No, no. I'm just saying. Like I, I thought I'd show you. I meant to say uh, Alaska, but I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> It's been a long. I'm day. thinking more like North Carolina. Is North Carolina yeah. is Indianapolis though? Indianapolis, Indy 500 is a big one. Yeah, Kentucky, right? Kentucky, yeah. Um, Kansas, probably. Sure. All, right. All states I don't like. Um, hey. you know, we gotta, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm actually. I was kidding. gonna say there's some nice people in those states. So take it back. Great people. Um, not including uh, Jay and Ryan Schnelly. Ooh, from, uh, they're probably not listening. Yeah, no, nah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Somebody clip this out and tell Jay, suck my dick. Hey, hey, man, come on. It's the day after Christmas, damn it. <laughs> it's about Jesus. Not Jay. I'm sorry, not Jay. I, I love Jay. I love Jay. Jay's dope. Ryan, yeah. not so much. There you go. Schnelly. Hey, man, we're talking about baby Jesus. Yeah. Um, Either way, yeah, I mean, it is interesting, right? Because it kind of makes fun of them quite a bit. But at the same time, I could still kind of see some people who enjoy NASCAR and are kind of like this, enjoying this movie. I don't know. That's just me. I I always find it funny how those movies that are attempting to make fun of those people end up being the movies that people cater towards. I love uh, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky, Lucky. yeah. Yeah, that's a great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan Lucky's another one that does that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's a ton of movies out there that are supposed to are supposed to make fun of something but end up celebrating it at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, f- I wish I could name a good example of it, but there's there's quite a few movies that do that where it's supposed to be like a, a parody of this, making fun of it, and people who are being made fun of are like, yo, that was dope, though, and they think it's the coolest mm-hmm. thing ever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I could see that happening with this American movie. American Sniper. Uh, is that a parody? I think so. That's mm-hmm. just me. You think Clint Eastwood <laughs> made a parody about a sniper? Oh. No, I just think I just think the movie's a little over the top in this military portrayal, but it could, to me, it to could, me it's parody. I don't think it's parody wise, but I think I don't want to say propaganda, <laughs> but in a sense, it's more propaganda than it is parody. Yeah, I, I would say it's more propaganda parody, yeah, but yeah. it's more it's more <laughs> overly conscious of the audience. I guess mm, is what I could say. Mm, mm. I saw that in a packed theater. I saw American Sniper in a packed, happy theater. Mm. Um, I liked the movie, and I, I got a lot of shit for saying that, but. I'll still say I like the movie. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. yeah. Keep getting shit for it's it. That's what it is. You deserve the shit for that. Hey, one. hey, hey! <laughs> you like Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, bro? It's a great film. Hey, come on now. Compare that to American Sniper, man. Come on. <laughs> come on now. Either way, what followed Talladega Nights was a short on a website called YouTube. Yeah. It came out in 2007. It's called The Landlord. <laughs> yeah. Starring Will Ferrell and a little girl. Uh, have you seen this short? Selena RB3? Gomez. No. Who's this? You've never seen the landlord? I think I, I think I. Oh, this is Adam McKay's daughter's in this, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Have you seen this short? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me this isn't hysterical. It's hilarious. This is one of the this, first YouTube viral videos, man. It's also back, back when you were. Uh, how old were you in 2007, bro? I was 16 in 2007. 2007. Yeah. I was like 10. <laughs> so what was YouTube to you? I don't know. YouTube uh, wasn't a thing, but for me, this is what this is what I found on YouTube. This video is like this, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that's no, a fun. It's a fun little. Uh, yeah, fun little it's sketch. like a minute long. It's and it's so also funny. the start of Funnier Die, which is that's Adam McKay's right. company. Funnier Die, dude. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Funnier Die. For anyone who doesn't know, obviously they make a lot of, you know, 
right. bizarre videos from everywhere. But mm. Funny or Die has one of the best running series currently on YouTube right now called Zach Morris is Trash. Mm. Have you seen that? I've seen it. I think no. I've talked about it on the show before. Really? <laughs> um, it's so funny. It Basically, it's a guy. Check this out. It's a guy who goes through Saved by the Bell episodes and breaks it down by just following Zach Morris's actions in each episode. And yeah. when you see it, bro, and it's it's real, it's all real. Like it's a disclaimer where he's like, "All oh, this is real. I'm not making it up. This literally happened in a Saved by the Bell episode. This is actually what Zach did." It's so funny, dude, because he does the most offensive, messed up stuff. Like he put a baby in a backpack. He, he like made fun of Native Americans. He was like scuba he was like taking pictures of girls in their locker room while they were changing <laughs> like he was doing some stuff that was funny in like the late 80s and early 90s but now you're like yo that's, that's some pedophilia stuff he did some like dark stuff dude <laughs> um, it's so funny and he breaks it down in a very like dry sense of humor kind of way mm. where he's like zach morris put a baby in a bag and he just talks about <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny, dude. Yeah, no. It's funnier Die does that video, and that's my favorite video series. Besides yeah, that, hilarious. I don't really follow funnier Die that much. I, yeah. I like college humor a between, little bit more. The between two ferns is the between two ferns. That's yeah. right. Which is getting a movie between, by Netflix. It, oh my god, is it really? Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> How are they going to make terrible. that into a movie? It's probably just going to be different interviews. Like. I, I guess <laughs> I would rather see that as a show on Netflix than a new movie. But anyways, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what the whole plan sidetrack is. between yeah. two ferns is great, man. It, it's it's definitely the the one of the staples of awkward humor, awkward yeah. dry humor, which mm -hmm. is what I call it. It's so funny, and yet it's so hard to watch. Mm -hmm. It's great. I love it. And then they also are responsible for the uh, um, the, bill, the bill, Billy on the Street. That I don't know if you've seen that oh show. Oh, my God. I love Billy on the Street. Really? Are they yeah. really? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Billy yeah. on the Street is, is awesome. But yeah, the, the the landlord was what their first video was, and they ultimately ended up blowing up uh, ever since. Ever since, and yeah. a year later, he did a movie that is a lot of people's favorite comedy, and that is called Step Brothers. Hey, uh, screenplay by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Uh, both of them wrote hmm. this movie, and it stars John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, and it is one of the weirdest comedies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know who's also a, a, a star in this movie is Adam Scott, man. Hey, Adam my Scott. guy, man. I Adam love Scott's Adam Scott. great. He's great in this movie. He's great. Um, yeah, he's in. Uh, he's in a show uh, called uh, what's the name of that show that he's in? Uh, he is in a show. Give me two seconds. Called Party Down. Party Down. Mm. One of the best shows mm -hmm. that nobody watched. Like, I've seen Party Down. You seen Party Down? Mm -hmm. Amazing. Not all show. of it, but I've seen. I've seen a few episodes. Yeah, all, all three. It's seasons HBO, right? It. It's stars. It was stars, stars. when it came on. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, no. Shout out to Stars, man. Yeah, they be putting out some quality stuff sometimes. Have you, seen, you still haven't seen Spartacus, have you? No. Oh, Spartacus, bro. Mm. I was, I legit, bro, legit. This this past Sunday, I was at church. <laughs> oh, shoot. You're thinking of Spartacus at church? <laughs> <laughs> I legit, bro. I was at church, and we were doing the uh, this Christmas tree lighting at church. Mm. This is all real, by the way. This is not <laughs> made up. And uh, I was talking to some people, and I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, we were talking about, like, nerd stuff that I'm into. And they're like, oh, what are you into? And I was like, oh, I really like Game of Thrones. And, you know, and they're like, oh, really, Game of Thrones? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's really intense. Uh, but I also love the show called Spartacus. <laughs> and I was talking about Spartacus, and I was like, yo, I, I was like, it's kind of hard to recommend Spartacus in church. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, damn, it's the wrong place. Like. <laughs> I'm, like, right next to the Christmas tree as they're being lit up, and I'm, like, talking to this 
<laughs> random girl about Spartacus. And I'm like, yeah, you know, th- thanks for coming to church. I was like, have you seen Spartacus though? <laughs> Yo, that scene where they like the crazy blood fountain is coming out and, <laughs> and people are, like having sex on top of the blood fountain. That's like um, talking to somebody from Westboro Baptist Church about calling by your name. Like, hey man, don't compare my church to Westboro Baptist Church. My church be the opposite of nah, that. No, 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 no. Of course not. My church is cool. My church is definitely not comparing church to that. Church to that. Um, um, but either way, it's yeah. the most intense show I've ever seen. Yeah, I really so, got to so, watch it. No, I'm talking about Sparkers. Yeah, yeah, mo- yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say it's the most intense show I've ever seen. And recommending that in church kind of dawned on me. I was like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> 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 like that show is extreme, and they do it in. A, in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way, in a mm-hmm. wink, wink at the camera. It's, a, it's like a lot, like three hundred, though, right? It like is. That's why, it's, that's but why I got I, that. oh, even more, man. Honestly, it really is. Like you yeah. got to see. It's a special show. Oh, it's okay. so special because it's so serious and grounded and political and like all this stuff. And at the same time, they're gonna like they have goofiness where they're just like, uh, Namia. I must come to you, and we must have a grand orgy on top of this blood fountain. And it's oh, like, you're shit. like, oh, dang, bro. Like, they're going to really do this. That's wild. <laughs> and you're like, really oh, wild. okay. They're kind of comedic with it. Like, they're funny with it. Mm. They're not doing it to be, you know, serious. They're making fun of themselves. Yeah. And it's that it makes it even better. Come yeah. on, RB3. You got to watch mean, it. I don't, I don't want to, but I have seen the original movie, Spartacus, by Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, that's definitely not what great I'm film. referencing. <laughs> yeah, great film. No, great film. Uh, yeah, man. Adam McKay. I mean, not Adam McKay. I'm sorry. Uh, Adam Scott. Great yeah. actor, man. He was great in this movie, too. He plays a funny, uh, quirky dude in this movie as well. Uh, what is your big takeaway from this movie, man? I mean, obviously, this movie is super weird, as I said before. And yeah, I mean, it's very popular. It's um, so popular. Yeah, I love it. I think it's funny. Um, mm. I think it's funny, the whole idea... Well, I mean, it's a big, it's a big dichotomy, right? It's mm. a big struggle for uh, a lot of uh, men to mm. deal with the idea of their of seeing their 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 parental figure, um, especially uh, two guys like these, because these are both like enormous man children. You know what I mean? Like there are grown children that are like living with their parents still. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the fact that they're still living under the womb of being their parents, also like being a single child means you're like way more connected to your parent than. You know, especially a single pa- child with a single parent, like you're super connected. That's like your best friend almost for a lot of people. Um, so then it's like having that and a bit having to deal with a new force entering that life, but also somebody else who's dealing with the exact same thing. But y'all are butting heads just because of the di- dynamic in and of itself. It's just funny. It's, it, it, it creates a lot of interpersonal family conflict while mm. also making it a broad broad spectrum thing that everybody can relate to. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the biggest nail on the head. It's the fact of, like, the, the classic story of, like, two people butting heads and then mm. realizing that they become the best of friends and that they need each other. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the ending of the movie with the, what is it, the Italian uh, song that they sing at the uh, end? I forget if it's French or Italian. I know what you're talking uh, about, yeah. What do you think of that with nah. the whole, it's like, it's basically a spoof of, like, yeah. emotional what it, romantic comedies, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. essentially a romantic comedy ending type. Yeah, something like My Best Friend's Wedding or some shit. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's funny. I think it's funny. I think everything about this movie is kind of kind of goofy, but in it a funny is. way. So. It is very goofy. Yeah, no, big big ups to, to, to Step Brothers. I don't really know much more of a deeper meaning. <laughs> I mean, I think the deeper meaning would just be, like you said, man. The, the, family. Yeah, family the emotional stuff. connection yeah. that two, the two guys can have and realizing that uh, you you can be brothers, uh, uh, arranged marriage of brothers. <laughs> oh shit! Arranged brother-in-laws. Arranged brother-in-laws can actually work out in the end. So that's funny. 
You never know. Now for these next three movies, though, a lot of political intrigue in the next Uh-oh. three of his films. RB3, man, he's on one. Yeah, no, they're all there. Uh, let's do it, man. Let's start out with The Other Guys. The Other Guys. <laughs> this movie, I forgot about this movie, man. came out in 2010. Classic. It stars Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. This is my Adam McKay. This is your favorite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It also stars The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Hey. Hey. Uh, I forgot the name name of their duo. They they have the most iconic duo. Bro, I can't lie. What Mark Wahlberg does in this movie is a tragedy. (laughs) If I were a Yankees fan. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Because of of, uh, uh, Alex Rodriguez. Can you imagine that? (laughs) That is pretty damn funny. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) That's pretty good. The fact that they actually got Derek Jeter for that. Right, right. Derek Jeter. So I said, funny. I was like, Derek Jeter. Yeah, you imagine yeah. that? Like, they do that again with, like, LeBron or something? <laughs> That's so funny. That'd be amazing. They should have made a sequel to this movie. They got to make a sequel to this, man. Yeah, nah, definitely. Uh, what do you think about this movie, RB3? Tell me about it. Um, I think it's, for one, I think it's genuinely great as a comedy. I think it's a dope, um, I don't want to say parody of the police genre movies because I don't think it's a parody. I think it actually kind of is. It is, but I think it kind of falls in line with like more of the traditions and the standards of like just being a normal buddy cop. You know, them not getting alone together, have to deal with each other, reconciling or whatever. I think it's more of they're put in comedic situations, but I think the development of those two relationship is pretty like straightforward. Uh, but um, I think I think the the B plot that every one of these characters gets is hilarious. Like I think the whole thing with Mark Wahlberg trying to be in a relationship with like a ballerina. And he ends up like learning ba- uh, uh, ballet to impress his girlfriend, <laughs> and uh, like his his and 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 with Will Ferrell with the insanely hot wife, uh, who's that? Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. Shout out to Eva Mendes, wife of Mr. Ryan Gosling. That's true. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very true. And and Eva Mendes, man. I mean, Ryan Ryan speaks per- like per- almost perfect Spanish too, which is so funny to me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It's so fu- I think it was the funniest thing ever when he won his, I think it was his Glo- Golden Globe, I think he won, mm. when he was like, I want to thank, uh, I, f- I forget their names, so I'm going to mm. butcher it, but he was like, I want to thank my daughter, my my wife, Eva, and my daughters, Estefania yeah. and Emilia Santa, like he, his, their uh-huh. na- her, his daughter's names are like the most like Latina names uh-huh. ever, <laughs> and he like, it's this white Canadian guy being like, my daughter, Emilia, and yeah. Stephanie. And he was just like <laughs> saying their names like that. And I was like, all right, bro. I see you. Repping, all right. Repping the yeah, Latinos, yeah, man. Yeah. All right. I see you, bro. What's up, Ryan Gosling? <laughs> um, but yeah, on a, I think on a, on a deeper level, too, the, the the other guys is a much broader story about uh, corruption in Wall Street. Mm. Um, it's particularly after. And I think this is where the connecting thread is between the big short and uh, the other guys is in the fact that the other guys also talks about uh, the the underground um, ways of hiding money that the Wall Street, the corporatists have kind of figured out a, a, a way around it. And uh, and the whole idea of this movie is to try and break down uh, the Wall Street, uh, the Wall Street, uh, the the uh, the stock trading. Yeah. Uh, uh, break break that all. It, it, it's a very complicated like like like. Convoluted plot. I think that's a lot of people's criticism with it is that the plot is pretty like all over okay. over the top. And I was gonna say this is this is Adam McKay starting to dabble within that world. But yeah, yeah, no, this because is, he, this obviously is he full, gets more and more and more into it. Yeah, I mean, there are full like literally parts where like a homeless dude like gives us like a political breakdown in this movie. Like, and 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 I didn't pick it up at first, but then after seeing the Big Short and then after seeing this movie again, I was like, You're oh, like, oh, Adam is saying I something. I get it. I get it now. Um, 
Yeah, and this is after this came out in 2010. So this was after the big financial crash, the recession. Was this uh, no? This wasn't during what was it? Uh, Wall Street. Yeah, this was right after the uh, Occupy Wall Street. Uh, Occupy that, Wall Street this happened before. This before, was, yeah. I mean, this. I mean, this happened before. Yeah, Occupy I was going to say this is before Wall Occupy. Street movement. Um, but it was still like it was still. I mean, I, I mean, it all played a big part into it. I mean, the 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 whole uh, um, everything with with uh, particularly in terms of the. Uh, the relationship between the the people and how people felt about the Wall Street people and how those I mean the way that they're portrayed as bad guys in this movie, um, as opposed to the good natured uh, uh, cops that Will Ferrell and and Mark Wahlberg are, um, it's just a very clear difference in, in what he's trying to say about um, the more extravagant rich lifestyle versus that. And then there's also a lot about I mean they end up not the the ultimate end up punishment when the guy gets arrested at the end. He doesn't end up serving any time, which is actually reflective of what happened to a lot of these big Wall Street dudes Ooh. who actually did end up effing over the nation and then didn't serve any time Thank or you didn't for, serve any consequences for it. Thank you for bleeping yourself, man. It's the day after Christmas, bro. I'm trying, man. I mean Come I know on. I already said the F word like I four know, times, but did. hey it's all good, man. Hey man. It, I, I see that effort. I appreciate it. I'm that trying, effort. man. I appreciate it. Especially when talking about the other guys. There you go, man. Good movie. There you go. What's your, uh, what are some of your favorite moments in this movie? I'm sure you have plenty. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, the, the homeless dude in the car, like how, well, he, like, he finds his car and he's like, oh, yeah, we found two homeless people fucking in it and they start having an orgy. I think that's hilarious. You just ruined your, your self cuss, bro. Oh, whatever. I'm sorry, man. Um, see, I got to think day about after it. Christmas. Bro. I, got, I really got to think about it to not curse. Uh, that's funny, and I also think the uh, what, what about the Rock and Samuel Jackson? Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, that's hilarious. I mean, them falling into the bush was yeah, was great. Yeah. Um, the whole the whole sequence is like it 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 feels weird because like I almost want to like like laugh at it more, but then at the same time, it's like damn, like I really did love these guys. <laughs> like, yeah. If they did a whole movie by themselves, I would have easily I seen know. it. If they um, did a spinoff movie, yeah, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw style, yeah. <laughs> hey, and I, I thought it was funny. They they were fighting the uh, the guys with like the Jamaican looking guys uh-huh. at the beginning, and like I, I don't know why, it just super reminded me of uh, Bad Boys too. Uh, I guess that was kind of the intent with the car Bad chase boys? with the Jamaican guys. That's exactly guys. what it was, bro. Um, yeah, so, uh, which is funny. Shout out to Josh McCougar for Bad Boys too. Yeah, By no, the absolutely. way, I mean, I know I'm backtracking like a good 10 minutes, but uh, it was Esmeralda. Is Esmeralda. The, oh, is, okay. the, is the daughter of uh, Ryan Gosling. So Much when respect. He, when he was like, Esmeralda. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, I see you, Ryan. Yeah. Um, either way, the other guys, yeah, man, it, it's a funny movie, but it does have a lot to say. And I think that's kind of where... Adam McKay started to dabble in and started to dive into a little bit more branching out of comedy a little bit and making comedy with commentary. Yeah. Uh, he continues that a little bit with Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues, which yes. came out in 2013. Tell me about this one and what do you think it says? All right. Well, I'm just going to read all my notes because my laptop's at 1%, so it's probably going to die. Um, a large portion, I think a large part of this movie is about the rise of, of uh, cable news mm. networks, particularly... Uh, what year is this movie set in? It's... I don't know the exact year, but it's okay. the 80s. Okay. And the, I think the whole point is that in the 1980s, that's when uh, CNN first started. Mm. Um, so this is like a direct mm. spoof of CNN, CNN being the first uh, 24-hour news CNN. network. CNN. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, that should be nobody CNN. Ooh. Um, but then... Um, Calling them out, bro. <laughs> yeah, it is not, they're not a good network. But uh, I, I think that um, they... I think overall, um, this, movie, this movie connects on the level of it being more about the national news and how much... 
bigger and more upscale that is to local news. That's why this movie feels so much bigger. There's so many more cameos. There's so many. It's so much longer. It's a longer film than the first one. I think it's supposed to be a parody on that whole idea of like overstuffing the same way the 24-hour news cycle overstuffs a bunch of bullshit, you know? Um, statistically speaking, um, it, a lot of people don't trust major news ne- major news sites. Um, according to uh, a, a recent poll, like 4,000 people, only 72% of Americans uh, actually believe, only, sorry, 72% of Americans believe that traditional major news sources report news to be known as fake, uh, false, or purposely misleading. So 72% of people actually believe that the news is fake, including 92% of Republicans, 79% of independents, and 53% of Democrats. So like, it's not even like a bi- it's not even like a partisan thing. Everybody do you think it, do you think news. it is? Um, I don't what, think. What is, what is your faith in the news right now? Right zero, now. Zero. 2018. Ma- mainstream End of news. 2018. 2019 is going to be a whole new year, bro. Yeah. I mean, and, and mainstream news, zero. I don't really? Watch, I don't watch any CNN. I don't watch any Fox. I don't watch any MSNBC. What do you watch? Um, what do you pay attention to? I personally just find independent outlets. And I also, pre- also I find like, I find that usually print organizations are usually the better ones when it comes to what having about, more accurate do you stuff. Think, do you think it's more the news or do you, well, you probably, we're going to disagree, RB3, already. Oh, shoot. Do you think it's more the news or more people's interpretation of what the story is? I think. Because I really do feel like the narration, I've seen a lot of left, obviously, I've, yeah. I've seen a lot of left-leaning stuff mm-hmm. and, I, and I watch it, but I still call out their bullshit. Yeah, I I'm mean, they, still like, well, that's what that's my like, biggest problem. Blah 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 is happening. Blah blah blah, and I'm like, yeah, that's happened with Obama. And that happened with so like I I call him out, and I'm like, yeah, Obama did that shit. Yeah, well, it's it's true. I mean, to me, that what CNN, uh, particularly, I have gripes with CNN. Okay. Because I feel like they are Not MSNBC. I, I have gripes with them too. I was but, gonna say. Um, at least at least MSNBC is somewhat serving their base okay. to some extent. To me, I have a problem with CNN because they try to act like the the neutral party. Okay. Um, when in reality, they serve corporatism and elitism more than anything. It's not Democrat and Republican. For them, it's just money, versus money, money, yeah. money, 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 money. So when there's a, a candidate, and particularly like with Alicia, uh, uh, the the, the Alicia Bikander? No, no, Alicia uh, Ortiz. <laughs> you know the the big politician. Oh, Alicia Ortiz. Yeah, I can't pronounce Alexandra, her Alexandra Alexandra Orcia. Ocasio Ocasio. Ocasio. Ocasio Ortez. Cortez, yeah. Um, I think it's Ortez, isn't it? Uh, Cort- I think it's. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but she, amazing politician, um, has an amazing agenda. She's been screaming this stuff since the very beginning, uh, since she first uh, hit the campaign trail. But then uh, no news outlets covered her. CNN refused to do interviews with her. MSNBC, like, barely gave her any coverage. They don't do any coverage on these candidates, but yet when they become big and once they actually get elected, surprisingly so because they got zero coverage. But when they actually get elected, oh, is she the new face of the Democratic Party? Oh my God, she must. And they, they try, they, they, you know what I mean? And that, that to me is the most hollow, the most shallow shit in the world. Like why, you, you didn't, you didn't back her before because her opponent Joe Crowley literally outraised her th- th- thirty times as much as. Uh, you don't think had. that's all media though that does it's that? all media it's, it's Fox News it's MSNBC yeah um, I just feel like with CNN it's like they claim to be they claim to be the the site we break the news we don't report it that's the, that's literally their 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 they've been their thing we report we break the news we don't we don't report it um is to me that's just like wow like you 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 go out of your way 
And especially, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm a big Bernie fan too. So they went out of their way to 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 promote Hillary and and her. And it's just multiple examples of them just following the money. They always just follow the money. And I don't I don't have any appreciation for Alexandria that. or Ocasio Ortiz Cortez Cortez. I'm gonna say that again. Mm. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Oh, okay, there. killer. Okay, I have a hard time with that name. But a great candidate, and I think she's gonna she she's uh, she's exactly what uh, the, the the Democratic Party needs. In my last Interesting. Time, so in, Interesting. Hey man, um, you're not done yet, RB three. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I so I so I have I have my personal disdain with CNN, and that's I feel like this movie directly kind of targets CNN, mm. um, and um, and yeah, I mean I have a lot more issues with CNN than just those two with Ortez and the Clinton sure. stuff, but. I mean, just overall, though, I, I feel like independent outlets are what I consume more, um, and um, I just I don't I don't have any trust. And CNN has reported too many fake stories to like to to be as a credible news organization. Fake right? stories? You really think they report fake stories? Oh yeah, I mean, in in January 2017, they did the whole story about um, <clears throat> about Trump having uh, like the Russian government having compromising information on Trump with the whole you remember the whole thing with them saying that like like some chicks like peed on them or whatever yeah, like the stupidest shit yeah like what the like and they were that, that's what CNN reported CNN reported that yeah. CNN reported that can you believe that yeah, CNN that's dumb. really they, they read this document <laughs> and nobody thought oh this isn't this doesn't look good like and you just and and doing that this that gives you, that gives Trump the ammunition to be like fake news fake news fake news wasn't fake news. it what did BuzzFeed do well Buzz, BuzzFeed so wasn't so, it BuzzFeed so what it was CNN reported that there was a document that uh, had this information out and then uh-huh. BuzzFeed just released the whole document uh, that, that was put out got it, got it. so BuzzFeed never, never, BuzzFeed it. shot themselves in the foot like I, I was never gonna trust BuzzFeed to begin Freaking with you know? BuzzFeed man yeah <laughs> they shot themselves in the face before they even began. <laughs> yeah they're like what Pottermore house are you from <laughs> by the way Trump has incriminating tapes right, it's right, like what right. bro stop like don't be ridiculous and see that that only f- and that angers me more because that only fuels Trump's excuse to be like fake news fake news fake news when it's a story that relates to him um, when it's something that could be completely true so, so. You, 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 you're, you're taking distrust from yourself at this point and Sorry, one last thing about CNN. Uh, they, I'm sorry, I just got to go in. Um, you know the, the all the wildfires that are happening in, yeah. in California? Um, you know that out of the thousands of hours of coverage that CNN dedicated to it, mm-hmm. only 2% of that time, only 2% of that time was actually dedicated towards talking about climate change? Mm. Mm. That's, Not that's my outlets, bro. Not my outlet. Not mm. my outlet. No. Either way, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, Ron Burgundy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I went off on a huge tangent. Yeah, you did, man. <laughs> but then again, I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I go on tangents about how demons are infecting your family. Hey. And you got to be aware. Yeah, you got to be, be aware, man. You got to be aware. Definitely got to be aware. Um, Anchorman 2, the legend continues. And it continues with RB3's rants. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this movie also follows up. Doesn't it f- make the, the crazy scene at the end like even bigger? Yeah, the, the fight yeah, scene? yeah. Everybody's Which in one there. had the, the, the which, oh, I forget which one. I confused the two. Did this one have the bicycles or the first one had the bicycles? When they're riding around the bikes and they're like, 
Facing around. Well, I think that's the first one. Oh, man, it's so funny. Yeah, but this one had uh, Will Smith is like the sports guy. That's right. This and one had like cameos and like yeah, a bunch of people popping Dre, out. Kanye was in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, everybody was in it. Oh, <laughs> so funny, man. <laughs> it's funny because ESPN did like a spoof on this, obviously, because that's what yeah. ESPN does. Yeah. Um, but uh, and it's just it's just the idea of like someone, some random, <laughs> here, I'll say it. Uh, a newscaster who has a very proper, pre- pristine, everything is outwardly and everything is taken in mm. through their eyes as far as their look, their presentation is the key to their success. Mm. Having like nunchucks and spinning it around, like that right. to me is like the most jarring two things, which makes it so funny mm. to see like a like a proper news guy. Like spinning around with like a freaking morning jack or like a nun- nunchucks <laughs> or like a spear, or like all that stuff is so funny, man. Yeah. Just that aesthetic, that look, the jarringness of it is so funny. So mm-hmm. shout out for this movie just for doing that. Yeah, no, no, it was all funny, man. It was all good, uh, good let's jokes. jump into Academy Award nominated The Big Short. Yeah, classic. <laughs> Didn't this one win? The script, um, best adapted script, best original was, screenplay. I mean, I hope it did. It should have. Uh, it also won best editing. I know that editing. That's what it won. Yeah, I know it won. Deservingly so. It won editing. I know it was nominated for sure for, for screenplay. screenplay. Should have been. He should have been nominated for best director. It, I, it, was he? I think he was. I think he was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let me see. I'll verify for you. But either way, talk to me about the Big Short. Big Short is one of my favorite movies of all time. I know I say that. Quite often in this podcast, really? yeah. But holy crap, um, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as everyone else, to be honest. Really, I really liked it. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it was real good. It was mm-hmm. real good. No, I, I, I like. When I first left it, I was like, oh, this, it's really good, you know. See, but, there you go. You had my but, thoughts. But then, like after uh, sitting on it for a little bit, kind of thinking about how wacky it was, like that they cut to a ludicrous video in the middle of the movie. Mm. Uh, I thought that was like Shout wow. Out to Luda. Luda. Yeah. <laughs> and we were I was just talking about him. talking about him on the uh, um, James Wan episode. James Wan, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was it was funny because I thought like I thought like oh shoot like this is uh, like when I when I left the theater I was like it's an okay movie but. Why that? Why that choice? So it really made me look at the movie differently sure. when I saw it again. Do you think that the fourth wall breaks were jarring, or, no? um, or do you think they were cool and well done? I think they're, I think they're well done. And then, uh, I mean, because it came right after the Wolf of Wall Street. Didn't Selena Gomez come out in this? Selena thing? Gomez was in it. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. I know, but the Selena Gomez one, out of all of them, I was <laughs> Margot Robbie in a hot tub. I was like, sure. Yeah. Selena Anthony Gomez. Anthony Bourdain was in it too. Or Anthony Bourdain, but it's yeah. Selena. Go- I was like, "What?" The girl's like seventeen. <laughs> well, nah, she's really not. Apparently, but. the scene that was the 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 uh, the, the guy who she was talking with and mm-hmm. Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. I, the guy who she was doing it with is a famous like poker player or something. Oh no like way! That. Or something. Yeah, he's also know. famous. Uh, but it was originally supposed to be Jay Z and Beyonce. Oh. as those two. Uh, but then they, uh, I, don't, I don't think Jay Z and Beyonce were available. Um, yeah, I, I think this movie is for one a brilliant satire of the whole uh of the whole uh you know kind of Wall Street elitist. I mean, it's not directly Wall Street, it's more about real estate, but it's the same kind of kind of area all all in that, you know, kind of kind, kind of zone. And um it kind of it approaches that in a way that's original and fresh. Like obviously we've seen that story a lot with like Wall Street, with Oliver Stone's Wall Street, we've seen it with um, a lot of other movies, but this and The Wolf of Wall Street kind of take a more comedic approach to it. But this one takes a, an approach that's also like 
takes the documentary like style of it too, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it may it does the push the, the weird zooms and mm-hmm. shot largely on like a, a, a long telephoto lens, so everything looks kind of flat and mm-hmm. kind of has this like very specific aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. I think I think that's just genuinely it's just genuinely like a brilliant. Brilliant made movie. It, the style matches perfectly with what they're trying to say. How real life, how 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 impactful this actual these actual events were um, to to American people. They kind of give like a small like side storyline to some of these characters to some extent. Um, and I just I just think it's brilliant. What do you think about? Well, the biggest thing for me, and I'll ask you as I tell you, um, is the tone and how they balance the tone of serious content with satirical elements with slightly comedic elements because i don't think it's necessarily comedy i think that's too strong a word um but i i say it's comedy you think so yeah i don't think so i i think i think there's comedic elements but i wouldn't necessarily say comedy um right or it stops being a comedy after a while sure um i just feel like there's some situation i'm gonna sound like such a snob Mm. oh my god I stopped myself before saying it, but whatever. What are you saying? Uh, uh, Be honest, Ace. It's, it's, the, it's the idea that life is a comedy, Ace. It's, it's, I mean, RB3. It, it's, <laughs> it's just the, it's the idea that in situations like this, there can be comedic elements within a real serious story. I don't know if that makes sense. True, but, but, but I, don't, I don't think a drama is going to cut to a music video, like, yeah, <laughs> like or have sure. Anthony Bourdain. I just think there's you know. certain elements in this movie, specifically Christian Bale's character, specifically uh, Brad Pitt's character, that it's a little bit more serious. And I think the Steve Carell and the Ryan Gosling character is a little bit more comedic. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that, but that that's just kind of how I feel that the two kind of come I together. agree with the Christian Bale Sure. Uh, I think the Brad Pitt stuff is hilarious. I think he's hilarious in this movie. I think it's like quiet funny though. It's sure. Like, I was gonna say it's not. Yeah, it's not over the top. Over the top. But funny. It, it's funny seeing the contrast between him and then the, the two guys who's kind of mentoring. Mm. That the entire film, they're like super eager, like we just want to make money. We just want to make money. He's like, shut up. Like, he's very much. And he he has a very like humanistic approach too, which is sure. why he got out of being in this like business of of trading and 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 uh, and, and buying. By investment trading and stuff like that. That's why mm-hmm. he got out of it because it was too much of like lone sharks, like everybody being evil to each other, mm-hmm. and he's just too humanitarian for that. So I think from a pers- character perspective, he he offers a very unique window into the life of these uh, to life of these guys, mm-hmm. how it can actually affect like a good person, how he just kind of lives off on the grid and stuff like that. And I also think on, um, I also think his character also um, kind of serves as like the underlying like kind of heart of the movie to some extent too and of course he produced it so I think that of course this was going to be but what's um, his company called B plus B, uh, uh, plan B plan B um, but I think even at the end like even when at the end when everybody's celebrating because they just made like this enormous amount of money and he has that key line it's like this is not a joke this is not a game like people's people's lives are being ruined because yeah. and you're just making money off of it you know yeah. Um, so I think it's very, I think his part is very strong. But I also think he's he's more of a comedic character. The Christian Bell character is very complex. And it is very complex. That's uh, the that's actually who, the the character who he plays is actually who wrote the book for the Big Short mm-hmm. uh, that the Big Short is based on. Um, and he's a very real. I mean, everybody's a very real person, but he's a very real person, and he does have the the kind of like nerve, the same kind of nervous tick. He's a he's a drummer as well, and he has a very serious backstory and I also uh, kind of side tangent to some extent I love the way that they handle the portrayal of like backstories in this movie like it's very quick flashes like 
You know what I mean? Like it's just visual. Like you you get the emotion of the character, of uh, you know, because they had the whole thing in the beginning when they so, show Steve Carell's uh, arc with his brother committing suicide. Um, at the beginning of the story and how that kind of affects him. Same thing with Christian Bell's character with him drowning in a pool or whatever as a kid. Uh, all all great, 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 great stuff there. Uh, I just think this movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you think it's, well, uh, so far, just, you know, Best Adapted Screenplay winner? It won, it won, won Best, best adapt- Adapted Screenplay. Yeah. Um, it's Best Picture nominee, Best Supporting Actor for Christian Bale, Best Director for Adam McKay. And film editing best nominee, not winner. I didn't win. So one adapted screenplay, but not editing. This was twenty fifteen. Mm, so twenty sixteen. It came out twenty fifteen, but a twenty sixteen. So Mad Max, Mad Max Fury Road one. So Mad that's Max that's Fury that's Road. a fair. Okay, I give I give Mad Max Fury Road that. <laughs> it was very well edited. Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, whole movie's editing. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still a worthy nominee for for editing. A hundred percent. And I I actually do love that it won the best adapted screenplay because mm-hmm. um. The fact that they're able to communicate as much information as they needed to communicate in this movie to make it understandable for people. I mean, we laugh at the scenes with Margot Robbie and Selena, Selena Gomez, Gomez. And, and Anthony Bourdain, but those are key scenes for people to understand the, the bigger metaphor. Even that scene, and I love, I love, love, love the scene where they first meet Ryan Gosling and he's like making the the stacks and uh and there's like the little Chinese character that's like next to him is like this is this is Yin. He's a he's he won a national math competition. Oh that's right. <laughs> isn't that me. guy isn't that guy like uh is he a friend of JTE? He's a friend of JTE. So he was right. on a box office breakdown a couple yeah. times back in the day. He he was um, like a friend of like an actual friend of JTE. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is funny. Yeah. Because yeah. at first when JTE was like, oh yeah, I'm hanging out with this guy. Mm. I was like, oh cool. He just it's like a guest or something. You know, like when when right. Christian gets a guest or something. I know he's an actual friend of his. Right, right, right. She really hangs out with him, like, unironically. That's cool. <laughs> no, uh, no, that, yeah, that is a funny moment. Yeah, um, but it's also key in understanding sure. the overall development. Sure. Um, and I think the way that it approaches the material, I think the way it communicates the material, I think the material itself is really strong because the ending, the ending to me, like, as, as much as I laugh through this movie, the ending just destroys me every sure. time. Like, sure. And I wasn't. Well, that's why I say, like, can you really call it a true comedy? Yeah, really? That's well. I mean, I was laughing for like eighty percent well, of it. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if is if that I, what you, how you grade it though? Yeah, really? yeah, I, I do. I mean, that's why. I, I mean, I still, I, I still think Get Out's a comedy, and a lot of people oh, don't agree with that. Yeah, I really don't agree uh, with that. But Ooh. I don't see how you could. Well, I don't see. Oh, I don't. I don't know. That's well, a that's a take right there. Well, do you think that's I don't, an HD TV flow <laughs> take? <laughs> what is that thing smooth, called? Smooth, smooth, uh, smooth, smooth correction. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you should, Yeah, but uh, no, I. I think I don't know, man. So, this, so I think that uh, a lot of times comedy is associated with an inferior thing. Like people think, oh, because you they say something's a comedy, it's inferior. Um, and no, I, um, I wouldn't say that. Well, I think that's that's a lot of people's perception. Sure, sure. I agree. Um, I agree with that perception. But yeah, I, I yeah. No. But I I think to me like it, I think to me calling something a comedy is like you the think The Martian's compliment. a comedy? No. Um, but that's not trying, like, it doesn't even try to be funny. That movie doesn't even try to be funny. The book is funny. Have you read the book? I haven't, but the I heard book it's is funny. funny. Yeah. The book, that's My friend read the book and he couldn't stop talking about it. And I yeah. was like, shut up. I get it. It's, it's funny. It's cool. Yeah. Like for, so when they nominated for best, like comedy at the Gun Globes, it's yeah. like, what? Like why? Like the book is literally like a comedy, you know? Yeah. Um, but the movie doesn't even try to be funny. Um, 
I, it has f moments. I mean, freaking Childish Gambino slips on a banana peel. Yeah, but like even that is like the book has a way funnier version of that scene. Okay. You know, so it's like it, it, it's like for me, it, was, it, it so. But for something like Get Out, for example, I think Get Out's a comedy because it it both takes it takes it takes the genre that is it, for me it's a comedy at the extension of satire being a comedy to some extent too. Uh, because mm, see, it but takes, that's a stretch. You don't think that's a stretch? No, I, don't, I think the definition of satire. The definition of satire is to make fun uh, or to make fun of of of, of a genre while subverting I think, it. As I well. think make fun so. is is different than than laugh. Yeah, you don't well, think those are two different things? I mean, I I think I think well, I, I can see how you're similar. making fun of someone, but I'm not necessarily laughing at what you're saying because it's such a serious and dark thing. But did you laugh and get out? I laughed with Lil Rel. But like, that's kind just, of it. But, okay, so I I don't. So this is maybe where I my difference comes. So I laughed every time the the maid lady came in. I laughed every time that I laughed a few. Okay, one or two times when the maid lady was like when she walked her, the first time she like ran across the room or something. Mm -hmm. That was funny. I think I think I think I think there's I think there's I mean I I laugh in that movie way more than yeah. I, I'm like doing anything. I don't know, man, because for uh, me. I, Maybe I don't know because I felt like it was a true thriller, like a thriller movie where I was like, "Come on, Chris, don't die! Oh, like I don't want him to die!" Like that's what I felt. Thriller I felt comedy, like, though. You want to say thriller comedy? Not really. Because I feel like the for me no. the, the the elements of satire, the fact that Jordan Jordan Peele obviously comes from comedy. Sure. Um, but even does, he says it's not a comedy. Yeah, I don't agree with him either. Um, he made the damn movie. I don't. I don't care. Um, <laughs> you know, people. David Fincher made <laughs> Alien Three. Um, hey, so did he though? Just, yeah, did he? <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> or but, did Fox make it? But I just, yeah, that's true. Uh, but I think, I think the satire, the satiristic elements uh, help help with the comedy. Sure. I think everything in Get Out is quietly funny. And going back to the Big Short, well, I, well, you know what's a funny thing? You know mm. what? Let's talk about comedy. Mm. I just mentioned it. Mm. I was talking to church about it. Mm. Spartacus. Spartacus. I told you. Yeah. I literally just said how it, like it has such dark, deep political messages mm. and yet when they do the crazy gory stuff they do it almost like in a comedy kind of way yeah like where it's like they're not saying this is funny but it's kind of funny the way they do like a super crazy backflip and then a guy chops off his head and then bounces his head off the sword like it's supposed to be kind of gore funny yeah um, you know you, to me to me what i consider that's funny this is this, i laugh every time i see that stuff on Spotify. Yeah. well th this to me this is this is to me what i i kind of consider as a comedy if i if i watch a scene and then i think like after that scene like after they did the whole take the director laughed off camera or something then it's intended to be funny okay you know what i mean so but I, then again that's speculation that's true but also i mean but like not just like literally mean they laugh but like sure. you could you could tell like when the director's having fun like yeah with, 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 with a film you know true, what i mean true so john wick John Wick, yeah. John Wick 2 is hysterical. Yeah, yeah, John yeah, Wick yeah. 2 is a comedy. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that's intended, but... Like, Have you seen John Wick 2? Yeah. Did you yeah. not laugh? Like, I laughed, every I laughed kill was a joke. Yeah, I thought no, every great. kill was funny. But it was also dope, too. It was, it was also dope. dope. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, think, I think this... I think this... I think this... I think The Big Short and Get Out are both examples of movies that uh, aren't necessarily quote unquote traditional comedies. Sure. Um, but they use the, the comedy the comedy uh amplifies the overall message and it plays on a lot of satirical elements that you wouldn't normally see in, in most other films. So I think on, on top of that and both Jordan Pills and Adam McKay's background to me kind of makes mm. them both get contenders okay. for comedies. I'll accept it. Yeah. I'll accept it. Either way, let's finish up by talking about 
uh, Succession, a mm. show that you have not finished. I have not seen, I've only seen the first episode. You've only first seen two. the first two episodes. Let me tell you a little bit about it, mm. man. Give me, give me uh, a break now. I can't lie, man. This show, I said it before uh, I started the episode, but it is one of my favorite shows of the year, man. It oh, really shit. is. Uh, HBO show starring, what's his face, Cox, uh, Brian Cox. That's right. Um, starring Brian Cox. Um, Brother sorry. Charlie Cox? Uh, uh, no. Family Star- member of Courtney Cox? Play- William Stryker. You know William Stryker? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Brian Cox, yeah. That's his name. Jesus, man. Why are you making fun of him? I'm just asking, like, is he related to Courtney uh, Cox uh, or uh, Charlie Cox? Don't ask me, bro. I don't know. <laughs> um, it, also starring uh, Kieran Culkin. <laughs> Kieran Culkin? Yeah. He's in this for real? Yeah, he is. Oh, shoot. Who is he? Um, he plays one of the sons. So essentially, the, the, the story, you've seen the pilot, so you know a yeah. little bit, but the story is about a mega conglomerate media company. Mm. Essentially, what I got from it was Disney. Yeah. Um, did you see? I don't know if you got that too. Well, I saw he worked at like a Disneyland type yep. at the beginning. That's why you know it's yeah. kind of Disney or Universal. You could say Universal too because mm-hmm. they also have Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the kind of media company that has news outlets, that has uh, entertainment, that has movies, that has uh, theme parks, that has. Uh, what are those things called? Cruises. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of giant conglomerate media corporation, massive, massive scale that not only influences culture, but it influences thought, it influences opinion, mm. it influences perception of politics, of, of, of everything that you can imagine, entertainment. Music, just mm. they even talk about like signing artists in this show. It's so mm. good. It's I love that type of corporate stuff because it's corporate entertainment, kind of stuff that I, not necessarily, but maybe later, later down the road when I'm an ancient man, want to get into. Mm. I would want to get into corporate entertainment stuff just because I I like that kind of world, mm. uh, you know. And I like to manipulate people every three. No, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> have some get, cars on my, my voice gets dark. I like to manipulate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> straight up conjuring three, bro. Oh um, shit! Playing. <laughs> but either way, that's the kind of world that that he does. And and what it is, he has a very traditional Scottish background, so it kind of has that. The reason why the show is called Succession is because it kind of has that traditional passing of the mantle to your son, to your heir Mm. kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. And it talks about all the children he has where his daughter is into politics and she's a political advisor. Uh, His son is a president of the company. Uh, his other son is in charge of uh, entertainment and production, and he thinks he's like this cool, creative guy. Um, his other son is really into agriculture and into farming, and he thinks he's like this guru of farming. And everyone thinks they better than they're better than they are because of the way they were raised. But the family traditional for privileged people. Yeah, really. Um, and it, it's so. I mean, I, I'm a sucker, sucker RB3 for white collar corporate, freaking political shows yeah. and movies i'm a sucker for that right. stuff you know i love that shit bro. oh bro i love yeah. it i think it's so cool I, I love the like the whole he's screwing you over for 10 percent of the company and i'm like <laughs> yeah what like i freak out like that's my game of thrones type i stuff. just watched the founder too the other day oh there you go yeah there you go. great film great there you film. go but I, i'm a sucker for that type of stuff man mm-hmm. and it talks about like intellectual property and and it's more like Hollywood media corporate type stuff, which is kind of why I'm a little bit more into it because mm. it's more about like IPs and corporations and apps mm. and, and and all that stuff and technology and, and stuff uh, stuff that has a, 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 a bigger impact than people realize because the political world and the media conglomerate world goes so hand in hand that people don't even realize that they're in the game together, yeah. that they're in the whole, they're, they're pulling the wool over the people's eyes. Yeah. 
together. And that's, you don't know how many of these movies are funded by your internet, yeah, <laughs> yeah. your internet bill. Yeah, and how, <laughs> and how many media corporations actually have pay big money to some big politicians, man. Oh and that, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of why I love this show, man, because it has all that stuff combined with like family drama, combined with like a son trying to balance. Uh, the idea his dad has for him and his dad kind of on his last page, I guess you can say, because he's dying, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. He's just really old and he's just trying, he's, he's slowly, his health is deteriorating. So his son is like, oh, maybe I can take over the company. Maybe I, I can be ready for it. And his dad is like, you're not ready. And he's like, well, I want to be ready because you're about to go. So I need to be ready. Mm -hmm. um, so he's trying to prove himself to his dad while at the same time trying to take over the company, while at the same time not trying to be a pushover. Because the movie starts, the show starts, and he's a pushover to his dad. I don't know if you saw that mm -hmm, scene mm -hmm, where, where I forget what his dad says, like, you're a disappointment or something. Like, you suck, get out of here. And he's like, damn it, dad. And he walks out. Mm -hmm. And then the following episodes, he's trying to prove himself to his dad because he realizes his dad wants that respect. Because he lost out on that deal, right, in the very beginning. That's right, yep. Yeah. Um, either way, I love this show because it has all that corporate stuff. Um, it also has slight comedic elements that's why i said if you like the big short it, it kind of has a similar tone not quite as funny as the big short yeah. now not, this one isn't a comedy it isn't it yeah. really isn't um it has just some comedic there's one guy in this show that just kills me dude uh i forget his freaking name but he's so good dude i think i told you too in, in the movie theater when we went to see crazy rich asians mm. uh that's when i was watching this show and i told you i said that oh here it is his name is matthew mcfadden uh, he plays Tom in the show. Matthew McFadden. It's so... I'm going to offend a lot of people, but then again, I don't care. This is what I do. It's so funny because this guy plays like this, the, the husband of the daughter of, mm. the, of the huge corporate guy, mm. Brian Cox. Mm. Um, and he's the husband. So he's kind of like in the, you know, position of like... Hey, honey, would you like some more tea? Like he's very like kind of sucking up to her because she's oh. the fam. She comes from the big money. Yeah, so it's kind of the opposite, the matriarchy of like her kind of being like, okay, honey, go away now. Yeah. The, the adults are talking kind of thing. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, bro, it's, it's real. And he kind of plays that side of like, yo, what's up? I'm rich. I'm cool. I'm awesome. Like I got swag. And he really is just a goofy guy who's married to the right person. Mm. Um, but the funniest part of his character is number one, that he, he tries to be an asshole to people just to prove himself mm -hmm. uh which makes him kind of a dick in the beginning i fr i hated him at first but then mm -hmm. i kind of liked him but what makes him so funny is the freaking flamboyance of this guy is so <sighs> funny dude to see this guy be like the quirkiest like most like flamboyant dude ever just because he's married to this girl is mm -hmm. so good and all this stuff goes into the corporate angles of one family over another over all this media conglomerate political it gets into like who's running for president and stuff like that mm. dude i'm telling you this show a lot of people talked about barry this year yeah. for favorite shows I'll, I'll talk about my favorite shows of 2018 probably next week yeah. um but barry uh glow season two atlanta season two uh atlanta season two definitely uh, uh what narcos mexico uh, obviously, My Hero Academia, but I don't know if I want to count anime. What's another favorite shows of 2018 for you? Um, I haven't watched TV this year. Oh, you, come on, man! You can't do that to me, bro. You can't do that. You didn't see Atlanta season two. That's all. I, that's all. I, that's you didn't all see I Glow season two. No. You didn't see Glow season one. Nope. Come on, man. Why? What's wrong? I, I with just you, don't man? watch. I don't watch. I, I want to watch more TV. Um. What did, we watched uh, 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 either uh, way House of Cards. We did watch House, House of, Cards. of Cards. That was not good. Yeah, not good. No, that was not Westworld good. was good. Oh, Westworld, Westworld was, was good. good. Was that 2018? 
Damn. Oh, I might have been too late on that. Yeah, you're right. That like, was I, didn't wait. I waited like years. Yeah. To... <laughs> Damn, bro. I watched that one. <laughs> um, that Amy Adams show came out this year Sharp too. Objects. I was pretty sure. Did you see Sharp Objects? Saw the pilot. Okay. Either way, Succession. I gotta be honest, man. It's probably my favorite. I mean, mm. one of my favorites of the year so far. Um, I'll probably put an anime ahead of it just because that's how I am. Um, but yeah, Barry was really good. Did Stranger Things um, season two come out this year? Uh, no, that was last year. Fuck. That was one of my favorites of last year. Yeah. That was dope. Season that was two was dope. Way better than the first one. Uh, yeah, way better than the first one. Yeah. Um, but either way, there is, out of my favorite shows of the year, this is up there, man. Mm. What did Netflix have this year? What did Netflix have? I don't um, know what they had, but, you know, we talked about, Corn, me and Brian talked about Coen Brothers. and Oh, did you see Buster Scrooge? That movie is hot. Really? Well, at, least, at least the, like, the, so what it is is, like, six different stories. Yeah, and, I heard about that. And uh, they're all different. Oh, um, American Vandal season two. Oh, I haven't, seen that, I haven't seen that one either. Fuck, I gotta get that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, they, they did a episode of, uh, I'm sorry, they did, they do six different stories and, uh, the first story, the first story, like they're all so different and so weird that it's just hilarious. The yeah. first story is literally this dude who like goes, he's like, it's all set in the old West. So this dude like goes around and like, f like people like challenge him or like fucking like pull out their guns at him or whatever. And he's just like the coolest killer, like in the, like shoot him like real quick. Yeah. But he's like the super goofy guy who like sings songs about like the people who he kills like after he kills them. Like it's just hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, they all, Dang, all, all the all of them are just are just funny. Uh, so I really like that movie. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I can't lie. The more I look up shows, hold on. Let, let's do it one more time. Before shows in 2018. It. Yeah, Best come on, give me something, man. I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't know. lie, dude. Succession might be my favorite. The uh, more, I mean, Ozark season two. Did you see that? No. Oh, Ozark is so good. Um, let's see. Oh, Maniac. Maniac was pretty oh, good. Oh, yes. Maniac. Maniac was yes, pretty good. That's amazing. Uh, I never saw Haunting a Hill House. I've never seen it either. Uh, Atlanta season two. Amazing. Uh, Daredevil season three. That I haven't was, watched it. That was pretty, that was pretty dope. Uh, I tell you, I got my memory erased for the first two seasons. Uh, of you did tell me that, and yeah. I was very offended. <laughs> uh, I've, I haven't seen Dear White People, uh, uh, Sharp Objects. Uh, damn, bro, this is. I'm telling you, man, this is not. It's a rough year, man. Uh, what, what's happening uh, with the shows? What happened to Golden uh, Age of Television? Uh, so far, I don't really see New York Times Best of 2018. Uh, let's take a look here. I watched Legion for a little bit. I just I didn't finish it. I couldn't finish uh, dude, it. I, I dropped out so hard. I'll probably jump back in. Uh, Bojack Horseman, the new season, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, I liked it. I mean, I didn't Homecoming, see Homecoming, I never saw it. You see I Homecoming? No. Uh, uh, Disenchantment on Netflix. Pretty good. What is that? It's Disenchantment. Like from the creator of The Simpsons. It's like, a, uh, it's like an animated fantasy I don't know most of these shows. The Bridge, The End of the Effing World, Babylon Berlin. Oh, a good friend of mine is in the End of the really? World. Really? No yeah. way. That's awesome. Money Heist, Unforgotten. Dude, New York Times, you guys are weird. What are these choices? <laughs> Barry, Killing Eve. I still, I still haven't seen Killing Eve. I'm going to watch it. I've never seen um, it. Pose on FX I, beats me. I haven't no, seen any of that I'm stuff. On that. Vanity Fair, and we'll call it a night. Come on, Vanity Fair, pick something good. <laughs> uh, succession. There you go. That's the it right is. choice. Uh, number ten. It's a succession. I disagree with that. Uh, high maintenance. I don't know what that is. Pose. I haven't seen it. Blue Planet. Come on, guys. You guys are picking a documentary about fish. Mm. Um, Patrick Melrose. I never saw it. I kind of wanted to see it. Never seen it. Either. It's the. It's the. What's it? Benedict Cumberbatch right? show. Is it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. 
uh, BoJack Horseman, Atlanta Season 2, Killing Eve, and at number one, The Good Place. Good Place, never seen My roommates are in love with that show. But you know what? Succession is up there for me. It's probably either my number one or my number two. So we'll see. I'll probably put an anime before it. I'm telling you, watch this show. Shout out to Adam McKay for making one of the brainiest weirdest, zaniest corporate shows I've seen in years. I gotta check it out. It's I, so I, good, I haven't dude. even seen enough TV shows to make a top five, but I will check out Succession. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Either way, guys, for the meaning of podcast, that calls it. Let us know in the comments down below what is your favorite Adam K show. I mean, movie. What is your favorite Adam K line? What is your favorite movie line? Yes. Funny or Die video, too. What is your favorite Funny or Die line, quote, short, whatever it is, let us know in the comments down below. Let us know what is your favorite line from a movie, because I feel like he's got so many and we haven't touched them. Yeah. Name, name one of your favorites right now. Boom, uh, on the spot. I don't, my memory is horrible. My memory is horrible. I love that line. Okay. <laughs> Either way, guys, let us know in the comments down below what you thought of this episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Hopefully, you have a very Merry Christmas and Happy, Happy New Year. And Hanukkah uh, to all the... All uh, Hanukkah, uh, RB3 apologizes for all the F-bombs that he threw out. Yeah. I no, apologize sorry. for my recommendation of Spartacus. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great show. It's great one of my show. favorite shows of all time. Check it out over this holiday season. <laughs> yeah. Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa. Hey. Everybody hey. Uh, We will see you next year where we will be chilling 2019 new year let the past die like mm. kylo ren said past. let the past die <laughs> no star wars still hold it on no, no, no star wars movie this christmas uh no star wars movie this christmas which broke my heart i can't lie rb3 broke my heart mm. this christmas for me was all about harry potter i think i've seen those movies like 10 times already oh, ever man. since our harry you potter episodes yeah, i've rewatched the harry potter movies you even watched uh, fantastic beast i've gone to the wizarding world of harry potter and i have never going back <laughs> um but i miss star wars let the past die Kill it if you have to, um, and, and bring on 2019. We love you guys, and for the Meaning of Podcast, I am Ace. This is RB3. Peace out. Peace out.